you you are now entering the Betamax dungeon with Forch and someone else. Who? Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And me, Jamie Ball. Hello, Mark. Hello, listener. Welcome to the bowels of the Betamax Dungeon. This week, Mark, uh, I would like to celebrate my sister, Emma, okay. who's a long-time listener of the show, okay. so she says. Hello, Emma. And uh, also her husband, Alan. Who's that? Alan. Why are you pulling that face? Don't... <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. No, he's also... Well, I think he's a fan of the show. Um, yes, anyway, so my just sister... For, just for the record... I wasn't pulling any kind you, of face. No, you've got to let me say that. Well, I wasn't. Anyway... So you, the, the lady does complain oh, too God, much, Oh, God, don't mate. ruin up my... It's not. He wasn't pulling a face. <laughs> All right? Yeah, no, now they think I was pulling the face. No, well, I wasn't. We... Yeah, Emma and Alan, thank you for listening. Yeah, shout out. Oh, I thanks for sister, I think, if I remember rightly. You did, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Or saying that you listen. I don't think Alan listens. Well, well ask He's got some, I'll write out five questions next week. Okay. And I want to get the answers from you. Well, no, I'll what? say five questions at the end of this podcast. Okay. And you need to come back with the answers next week. Well, from, from your, your sister. sister. No, not my sister. Oh, well, no, hang on. You No, you give me five questions yeah. on the podcast, yeah. about the podcast, and I go and ask my sister. Well, I could just ask her five questions. Why do you need to give me five questions? Well, it's been, I can be specific. Well, that's, well, yeah, well, you, you, well what? I can't do oh, specific. Don't, don't worry about it. Well, don't, Forget it. <laughs> don't, it was just a bit What's happening now? I get it. I know I was in on the fun. I don't... I, yeah, no, we could quiz her about it. I do quiz her about the episodes. Do you? I, I bet do. you do as well. <laughs> what oh, yeah. you're like. No, I, I, do, do. I do think she What does. do you think about that subject? I do think... <laughs> I do believe my sister. Uh, I'm not entirely sure my brother-in-law is a... F- he's not really a fan of the films that we talk about, to be honest. What does he like? I don't know, actually. I think he's, he's maybe more of a... I think he maybe likes a good war film. Or... Uh, yeah, he likes a good sort of... You know, like a war drama kind of guy, I think. Was oh, right? I might be wrong. I may be way wrong. Not like uh, Remains of the Day and stuff like that. He might like that. Who, who was those producers? Merchant Ivory. I don't think I've ever watched it. You probably have. No, I probably haven't. What, Sense and Sensibility? Why would I watch any of that? I don't know. They, did they do that? I don't know, but they do stuff with people that wish me They do things in Gandhi. I haven't seen it all the way through. It's it's bits nine hours. It. You know the gist. <laughs> I know the gist of Gandhi. Well, that's all I need. Uh, I've got the gist of it. What about a room with... Was it a room with a view? No. You're actually not? It's like Julian Sands in that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. It's just people looking wistfully over the green fields and out of windows. Well, it's well made. They look good. Didn't they do... Oh, okay, no, I don't know. I don't know a lot of Merchant Ivory stuff. I ain't really my bag. So, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, any corrections on... No, I've got no... Um, I, I think we're perfect, Jamie, so I don't think we need to correct anything. We're definitely not perfect, Mark, which makes me want to ask you, where's the swear jar for this week? Why do I need a swear jar? Because you, your swearing was terrible in the... Sorry to bring it up, Mark, but you were pretty sweary in um, Wrong Turn. Oh, your your swearing took a wrong turn in that episode, is what I'm saying. Ah, right. What have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of werewolf movies, mate. Okay, good. I've what? also watched something else. And I can't for the life of me remember. Well, that's all right. I, I, I nearly wrote it down. Well, 
I should have written There's an idea. Um, well, it'll come to you. What about the werewolf stuff? Oh, I watched I watched the film we're doing uh, tonight, because it's a werewolf movie, and then I watched uh, 13 Hours. Never heard of it. It's got Gemma Atkinson in it. No, not heard of it. Is that a werewolf movie? Yeah. 13 Hours? Yeah. No, I've never heard of it. It's a load of guff. Oh. Yes, yeah. maybe why I've never heard of it. Twaddle. What's the... Gaff. She's all right, isn't it? Gemma Atkinson. What's the... Um... Sorry, this is going off on a little bit of a tangent. What's the? What's that? It's like an action movie. I think it's set in Iraq or maybe Afghanistan. Yeah, that's, that's, called, that's called 13 Hours as well. Yeah, have you ever seen that? No. It's actually a really cracking siege thriller oh, action right. movie. Yeah, I, I thought it looked a bit like a flag-wavy, like American propaganda-type action movie. Yeah. And it, it might actually be one of those, but it is a really good siege if you like a good, you know, hundreds of baddies trying to get in with just a few people trapped in a house, which yeah. I know you like, yeah, you'll like that. That's a, worth a watch, that film. Anyway, werewolf films. Yeah, that was it. Oh, and Wolf watched Wolfman again. Okay. Oh, the Wolfman? Yeah, yeah, with... Uh, I quite like that. Benicio. How oh, the end's a bit flat, I think. How does it end? Well, he has a scrap with his dad in the manor while it's on fire. Oh, yeah. And he just cuts his dad's head off. Anthony Hopkins again, yeah. isn't it? Chewing up the scenery. <laughs> you love Anthony Hopkins. I do he like him. He might be your favourite actor. He's entertaining. Again, I'm not 100% convinced he's a good actor. But but I think the Oscars and all the awards are so different. What? Not, he didn't win any awards for The Wolfman or The Edge or <laughs> The Bounty. <laughs> he might have won an award for The... No, I don't think he did. The Bounty? Yeah. Mr Christian! It's terrible. Mr. Fryer, stay where you are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really, really bad. Um, no, he, I, he's entertaining. Um, did he win an Oscar for... He did for Hannibal Lecter, didn't he? Yeah, which is... I, I that, think and that's mind-blowing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that is mind-blowing. I think yeah. it was just his turn, isn't it? I guess so. I mean, it's a hell of a performance. I don't know... Is, is it? Well, that, yeah, this it, is what I mean. Is, I, is it? Or is it just Anthony Hopkins' tune scenery? He does it Because so we're well. in a position to judge Andy Hopkins, of course. We, well, we can... Oh, no, you won an Oscar for The Father as well, I think, which is I think is worth it, but you haven't seen that, have you? That's The Outsiders. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. Probably yeah, I... one of the most fucking terrifying things I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know that I'm in a rush to watch something no. like that, really. Um, what other werewolf? No, that was it. So The Wolf, what was the other one you said? 13 Hours. Yeah, how old is that? 2010. Oh, Okay. Never you get no explanation of why there's a werewolf knocking about. Right. And I kind of sussed it, who was a werewolf, within about five minutes. Oh, okay. That's not so good. Um, have you seen Werewolves Within? Yes. That's quite good. That's the one with the... In the snowy yeah, village. Yeah, and is he, a, is he a sheriff's deputy or a park yeah, ranger? Or... I quite like that. That was quite entertaining. But we've spoken about werewolf films before. They're few and far between, aren't they? Yes. No, there's really. hundreds of them. Well, yeah. A good true. one. A good, yeah, good ones are few and far between. We're going to talk about a good one tonight, though. But, uh, what episode is this? Uh, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, no, I'm just asking you what episode it is. Okay, well, it's all right. Sorry. 78. 78. Oh, 
This is where you ask me what I've been watching. Oh yeah, what have you been watching this week? Well, I went to the cinema, Mark. As you know, I was really looking forward to watching Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. No, I completely forgot about that today. I was supposed to go today. Oh, really? Completely, completely forgot. I watched, oh. watched uh, Wolfman. Oh, well, never mind. Went for a run. You watched Wolfman instead of Thanksgiving. That was a shame. Yeah, no, I completely forgot. Um, well, well, spoiler free. I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but uh, it was really fun, gory. I think I'd give it four stars. It's... It's nowhere near as nasty or as kind of dubious as the Grindhouse fake trailer would have you believe. But there are still bits in it that are kind of gnarly. There's a there's a particular kind of dinner table scene, which in some ways is almost as sort of grotesque and disturbing as like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, but also really funny as well. It's not... Yeah, it's just fun. Just a real fun, gory slasher film. Oh, good. And I think if you're, like we are, fans of old slasher films, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Will there be a sequel? Is he is, is he a returning boogeyman, do you think? I think he could be. Uh, this this is done fairly well at the box office, and I think it only cost about 15 million, and I think over the op- this opening, this last weekend, the opening weekend, I think it's brought in 13 so I would think we probably would get a sequel. I mean, that's just the opening weekend, and it's made back. It's near enough made back his budget. What a film like that? that probably ain't what in America. Yeah, well, it's not a lot. No, hang on. Yeah, but it's how much it costs, isn't yeah, it? It's that, not how much it brings back. I mean, it only, of course, it only it's, costs. Of course, it's how much it brings back. Well, yeah, no, I know, but in relation to how much it costs. But if it has a thirteen million opening weekend, yeah, which is basically the week. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I don't so know. It, I read about it, it, it have on to, Monday, so it, it's the weekend. It would, have, it would have to do that again the weekend after. Yeah, but even if it does half of that, it's still going to be... They've got to do double to break even. What, double the budget to break yeah. even? Okay. Yeah, but I would imagine it would do that. We haven't even got into like any other kind of home sales or like yeah, rentals. or That's just the first weekend. How many people were in the cinema watching it when you went? Three. <laughs> Me and another couple. Uh, yeah. That was on a Wednesday afternoon, wasn't it? It was open. It was opening Thursday. Friday. Friday, yeah. Uh, the three thirty showing, so it was literally the first showing I went to as well. And there was just a couple sat at the front. And did they it, enjoy it? I think so. They didn't laugh at any of the bits I was laughing at. But then you're a freak. Thanks very much. I think these bits were supposed to be funny. But in the nicest possible way, you are a gore freak. Yeah, well, yeah, but it wasn't just those bits I was laughing at. Some of the lines are quite funny. Um, Yeah, no, the killer was kind of cool as well, I I thought. Pilgrim, what's he called? John Carter or something? John Carver. Carver. Who also... It's not his real name, though, is it? That's just his mask, isn't it? Yeah, that's the fictional killer's name. He was also the... So say, according to the film, I would imagine it's true, but he was also the first mayor of Plymouth. Because this was set in Plymouth. Right. Which I believe is where the first Thanksgiving took place, or is kind of said to be. But, you know, you were asking the other week about origins of Thanksgiving and what it kind of really meant. Yeah. Well, it was the, it was the feast that the set, the, the settlers of the new world, it was the first feast they had after their first harvest. Right. So, that's it's nothing to do with Native Americans. Oh yeah, no, there were there there were about a hundred Native Americans that turned up and they exchanged food and traded. 
and they had a celebration together. So it was all fine. Yeah. Then it went. Well, <laughs> it's all yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Have these pox ridden blankets. Yeah, we all know how. <laughs> yeah, we know how it turned out. Um, but initially, yeah, that back then there wouldn't have been that many that many settlers. No. So, it you know, it would have been better to get on. Yeah, than yeah. not you know when when you've then got millions of settlers with modern technology and guns, their attitudes change. Were they all somewhat. staunchly Christian? The first ones that arrived. I think I guess they were back then. I, I would imagine they were. I mean, they it was sort of puritanical times, sort of after when it or around that time. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Anyway, films are marked out of five. For the I, film. Th- I think I'd go four. There, there are. I got a few criticisms. Maybe a couple of plot holes. There's a couple of characters that you think are definitely going to die, and they don't. And there are some characters that are almost just sort of forgotten about, and you think like, well, it, it, you you know, there's a line of dialogue later on to oh, kind of explain. Sort of so there's a there's a cutscene somewhere. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm not sure, but it, it it just felt like they could have done with maybe one last rewrite to tie up some of the loose ends with some of the characters. But other than that, it was really really good. Is it a long film. No, no. What do you expect? It's about an hour and forty minutes. I don't like a slasher that goes on too long. No, no, no. It's not. No, it's about right. It's re- it's a really well made. I mean, it it doesn't necessarily reinvent the wheel, but it sticks to the formula really well. Does it really well? And the gore, the gore's great. It's really good fun gore. Well, that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I want. Anything else you've seen? I know you've seen a trailer or two that you. Oh, I'll tell you what else I did see. Yeah. I saw the first three episodes of um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Oh, okay. Yeah, what the Godzilla. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's it on? Apple. Oh, okay. I don't get that. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not... It's all right. And there are new Japanese Godzilla films. Yes, and I will go to the cinema and watch it. I don't, it's not going to be on at the cinema. It, it will be on at the cinema. We had this discussion last week. It's not going to be on at our cinema. Probably Bristol or Swindon. Okay. You sure? Yes. When's it's that out? 15th of December. Right. We researched, we've done this, I, this I just, conversation I last week. I find it hard to believe. Is it going to be subtitled? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't, what? I don't ever, I can't ever think of any Godzilla, Japanese Godzilla no, film ever doesn't. being on at the cinema. It hasn't. Right, okay. So this will be the first word. <laughs> so with this one. Yeah, but you've got to remember, Godzilla's in the zeitgeist now. With he's, he's been around. Of course he is. Well, yeah, okay, I know. More than ever, he's always been it up my zeitgeist, Mark. I don't you know. You what, know what I mean? I do know what you mean. There's TV mean. shows and there's movies out every every year with him in okay. since for the last nine years. Yeah, that's true. So there was a cartoon when we were a kid. What is? No. All right, all right. I get what you said. He's more popular now than ever. He's more popular over here than he's ever been. Okay. Me. All right. So what's the TV show? Like? That's all right. If you like the first Godzilla, it's just kind of that mood. It's not oh, okay. gone for the. It's not gone for the. Oh, let's just have some monsters and smash them together, like yeah. No, you've got to set it up a bit. Yeah. So there's a there's a bit of setup. They've done the clever thing with Kurt Russell playing a character, and then his son playing a younger version of the same character. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Kurt Russell's in it. Yeah, Kurt. Oh, Russell okay, is, I'm and, intrigued already. Oh, and his boy. Oh, okay. Is it Wyatt? Wyatt, yes. Who's um, US agent when he in the yes. captain? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's okay. He does clearly look like Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. yeah. 
He's not quite as charismatic as his dad, is he? Is that fair to say? Not quite. Uh, but then who is? Who's as charismatic then, as Kurt but Russell? Then, Kurt Russell's very charismatic. It's like Clint he's Eastwood and his son. He's Clint Eastwood he's oh, charismatic as low as he does. John Wayne and his sons. Well, yeah. Mm, go on. No, that's not fair on... Uh, is it Patrick Scott? Wayne? Patrick Wayne. Is it? And the other one? Yeah, like, he had a few. Wasn't didn't? one of them Hercules? Not Hercules, Sinbad or something. Yeah, that was Patrick, I think. <laughs> Hercules or... He was Sinbad. Sinbad. Yeah, I had a tiger. <laughs> I love that movie. We're going to have to do one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the uh, Harry, uh, Harry, 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 what's it? Harry Housen. Harry Housen. Christ, I was struggling with the name there. Jamie, um, it's not like me. Clash of the Titans is really good. Oh, well. Clash of the Titans is too boring. Too boring? Yeah, but this Jason and the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts is the I best one. Yeah. Oh, come on. There's nothing that beats that. I do, I do. It's a good Sunday afternoon. When I was about four watching it, it terrified me. It was like, well, they're not going to come out and go, oh. Which one scared you the most? Um, is that, the one, that is the one with the skeletons, isn't it? Yeah, that's Jason and the Argonauts. And that's got Talos as well. He kind of scared me. That's yeah. a big statue guy, yeah. isn't it? The, the, that noise with the Achilles makes. heel. Yeah. Yeah. But he can't bend his knees. Yeah, he's a bit stiff. <laughs> well, he's made of stone. <laughs> he's made of steel, isn't he? Is it steel? Yeah. yeah. He makes it horrible... Yeah. Every time he turns around. Yeah, he is kind of or creepy. bronze, isn't he? He's a bronze statue. That's it. He just, he looks really disapproving. <laughs> but then they, they are warned, don't steal, from, yeah. don't take from the tomb. It's Hercules. Yeah, don't take that like spear or something. And it, um, no, it's a needle, isn't it? It's a hairpin That's of it. a giant. It's like a giant lady's hairpin and he uses it like a spear. But it's like a hairpin of a goddess or something, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Crazy. But the Hercules in that film is like an old school strongman, isn't he? Yeah. He's supposed to be the strongest man on earth, but he just looks like a well, he's, <laughs> he he's, looks like a granddad. He's buffed up a bit. Well, if you remember right, these is it Nigel Neal, the actor's name? Not Nigel Neal. Nigel, but he's in Zulu as well. He's the sergeant in Zulu. He's the same guy who plays Hercules. He's got the chops in Zulu, is he? Yeah, he's got a big tash. He has in he has in that in Hercules. He's got a bit of a beard, and I think he's also Nayland Smith in the Fu Manchu movies. Don't know. Yeah, I think so. With um, Christopher Lee. Oh, those ones that we're allowed to watch now. What do you mean? Oh, well, yeah, all right. I, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. The, yeah, all right. He's problematic by today's standards, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, he is. Not those films were too bad. I think when, he, when the books were written, it was maybe they were pretty racist. Yeah. We've done that. We've done this. I know, but I, you know, I don't mean. I don't mean I'm never going to mention Fu Manchu again. No. I mean, it, you know, it happened, Mark. And God damn it, he was a good villain. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I, I, was, I was rooting for him. I didn't feel like I was being racist. <laughs> you were rooting for the villain. Yeah, of course you were. He was cool, Fu Manchu. Um, so, what film did you pick this week, Mark? It's your choice. I picked uh, Werewolf Classic, Jamie. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dog Soldiers. 2001, I think I'll find, isn't it? What? Yeah, I wrote down 2002. I think it... Yeah, well, it was, then. Yeah, it was bang about that time. I think it was made in 2001. I think it came out maybe early 2002. Um, so, yeah, as we, yeah, and as we did say, this is episode 78. Um, directed by Neil Marshall. 
Yeah. Have you watched his other stuff? He's This was his debut film. Yeah, I don't think he's quite matched it. Oh, he has. With what? Oh, The Descent is way Oh, better. The Descent. Yeah, sorry, The Descent. Yeah. But um, not since The Descent, really. No, I th- no, I agree with you. I think The Descent is probably his best film. Yes. This is probably a close second. Yeah, um, this is just... You could say The Descent is this underground. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this... As you said, it's a... You said it's a werewolf movie, but it's also it's really like Southern Comfort with werewolves. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, but the, the, the guys aren't as idiot, but they're not so twonky. No, not at all. You you have more respect for this unit of soldiers than you yeah. do for the ones in Southern Comfort. But it does it does follow and the warriors. It's almost yeah. a little bit like the warriors. That's got a bit of a Walter Hill yeah thread through it. Um, yeah, well, aliens. Yeah. Um, but you don't lose the lead guy. Not well. He's incapacitated. He's incapacitated for a bit. Yeah, but you don't. He's not completely taken. Well, got some fun in it. Funny. <laughs> he's brilliant in it. So um, yeah, so Neil. So we should say Neil Marshall. So he did the Descent, which I also did really like. I think that is his best. Did you watch Doomsday? Is that the one in Scotland? Yeah, it's a little bit like Escape from New York. Yeah, but in Scotland, yeah, with a virus. Yeah, they've like warded it off. Can't remember it though. Well, he, with, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, is it Rona Mitra? Is it Rona Mitra? Is in it? And I think when she she was a model that briefly played Tomb Raider as a as a model, right? Before she was played by Angelina, Angelina Jolie, right. yeah. And he also did. Uh, he's done a few episodes of the, uh, Game of Thrones. He's done Did some you good Legion episodes. or something? A Centurion. Centurion, I see. Yeah, with uh, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah. I quite like that. I thought it was quite good. And I'm not even going to try and say her name, but I quite like her as well. Is it Olga? Kurilenko. Kurilenko, something like that. She's, she's good. It, that's quite a good film. He did the recent Hellboy film that was a bit... No, it's not as bad as everybody says it is. I... I just lost interest in it. I yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit too long. Yeah, it, it could have done with some. I don't think it was the disaster that everybody said it was. He 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 wasn't too bad as Hellboy. Was it uh, David Harbour? David Harbour from Stranger Things. Yeah, the plot loses it a bit in the middle. It's a little bit too long. If he cut, if he cut maybe 10, 15 minutes out of it, and it was a bit pacey, it'd be fine. Yeah, it's not good. It I don't think it's terrible. He's had another couple of things come out, but I think I think they were probably even on a lower budget than what yeah. he did Dog Soldiers on. It's like because it's the uh, the Reckoning, which is a bit like a witch, you know, set during the Black Death, kind of one of them kind of medieval witch hunt type yeah. movies. I think never quite took fire, really. I don't think. And is is it the Lair, which is like a, I think it's a female. REF pilot crashes in a Soviet bunker or something. And there's, and there's monsters in there. Well, of course there is. It might is, be it, is he remaking the same film over and over? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't care. I'd watch it if it's good. Um, <laughs> but in Dog Soldiers, there's a bunch of people who've got to get away. <laughs> in uh, The Descent, there's a bunch of people who've got to get away. Got to get out. Got to get out. Yeah. In uh, Centurion, there's a small bunch of people who've got to get out. In Doomsday, there's a bunch of people that have got to get out. Yeah. Is he just making the same film over and over? Well, but then that's that's the nature of thrillers and that these are kind. 
they're sort of action horror films he's making. They've they? all got pretty much the same plot, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Is that not fair to say? Yeah, I guess I so. don't want to diss him, because well, I, I love Dog Soldiers, and I love this thing. You do feel like he was sort of on an upward trajectory, yeah. and it just somewhere, something just kind of, I don't know. Um, but do, he, never, do, he, he, he didn't, he didn't really quite have the zest and the ping of like an Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah, maybe not quite the. Maybe the scripts just weren't quite as good. I mean, Edgar Wright has got a real good ear for dialogue, and he, I mean, he can write funny lines, yeah. like really funny lines. Yeah. Um, and I, even with this dog, even with Dog Soldiers, if I had any kind of, well, I've got a few problems with it, but uh, if there was any one particular problem, some of the writing is a little bit. I mean, I know it's showing its age a bit now, but some of the writing of the dialogue is maybe a bit grating to me. Um, but yeah, anyway, so go through the cast quickly. The, the, I say, as you said to me the other day, the three main actors in it are doing a cracking job, like really yeah. carrying the film. All the rest of them are fine, but it's, it's, it's Sean Pertwee, Kevin McKidd and Liam, Liam, Liam Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah, it's Liam Cunningham. It, it, does he ever say a phrase in this film where he's not looking for his eyebrows yeah, yeah, yeah. and spitting it out? Yeah. He's, it's amazing though, because uh, I think most listeners will remember him from Game of Thrones. You, you, did you, you didn't do Game of Thrones, did you? No. Well, his character in Game of Thrones is probably one of the, genuinely kindest characters. I mean, they're all bastards in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Said, not all of them, but essentially it's a world of bastards. Um, he is one of the few genuinely kind-hearted people in it. And You wouldn't think so, well, look, No, you... no, not at all. It's interesting. I mean, he's a lot... Obviously, he was a lot younger when he did this. Uh, he is good in it, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's, good... he's got so much venom when he speaks. Yeah. Well, he's the baddie, isn't he? He's proper <laughs> coming up. So, so anyway, Sean, Sean Pertwee, I struggle with that surname, don't know why, he plays Sergeant Wells. Kevin McKidd, who's also really, really good in this, plays Corporal Cooper. Uh, he was in that, ro- that HBO series Rome. Did you ever yeah. watch that? And that, he's dead now, unfortunately, that Ray, Ray Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah. That was a, I really like that. They were both really good in that as well. Ray Stevenson. Who was in that? Trainspotting. Kevin McKidd, yeah, he yeah. was, wasn't he? He was the one who... Ref- I can't remember. Tommy. That's it, yeah. He's he the one who was not interested yeah. and then got Did into it, it and then died. ended up just... Yeah, yeah. Sad. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I don't know that he's been in much... Mate, he's been in, he was in Grey's Anatomy for like five years. Oh, okay. So he's still... Well, so he should. He's good. I mean, he's a good actor. He's really good in this. Um, and then, so, into the lesser parts... Well, not lesser parts, but the, um, Lee, I should say Liam Cunningham. He plays the special forces leader. Ryan. Yeah. Like, Did he ever say it without saying Ryan? Well, yeah, there is kind of, yeah. They're never really nice to it's, it's so, yeah. And they're often telling him to sit or yeah, stay. Yeah, stay. <laughs> it's quite, uh, Les, uh, Leslie Simpson plays Terry, who's one of the soldiers. Chris Robson plays Joe, who's the soldier who's kind of obsessed with getting home to watch the football. He wants to watch the England-Germany game. 
Yeah, do you know what? This film resonates with me because of that. Because I remember watching that match. And it, it is all... It is the 5-1. Yeah. And so... That, that night was a full moon as well. Yeah, so it sets it at a very specific date in time. It's yeah. September 2001. Yeah. Early September. Yeah. But yeah, I know. That's quite clever. But I guess he just wrote it... Yeah. That When that happened, I guess. Because we went 1-0 down in that match. Or maybe he had the script and that happened. Mm. And he was like, well, I've got to put that in. Yeah. So, yeah, so Chris Robson is Joe. He's the football obsessive. Darren Moffat, Moffat is, plays Spoon, who's like the little Ardner guy, I guess. Emma Cleesby is Megan. Uh, Thomas, Thomas Lockyer plays Bruce. Uh, and right at the start, you know, you get the cold opening at the start. Yeah. Uh, the guy, is played by Craig Conway, and he he is also in Doomsday. He plays the leader of the, you know, there's like the cannibal, the horrible cannibal gang of psychos. Yeah, they all look like punks. He's like the leader with the mohawk and the bulging eyes. Right. And I met him. Me and my girlfriend at the time. We met him at Fright Fest in did 2016. You, did you clam up? No, no, no. He he is tiny. Oh fucking. No, no, it's been I, a couple I, of weeks. No, it's, been, not, it's been a couple of weeks. Just out of interest. No, but how tall is he? I, I have no idea. How you tall towered over him. I, no, I wouldn't go quite that far. I am taller than him slightly, but um, <laughs> no. But my point is, if you watch Doomsday, yeah. and you see him in Doomsday. He's really intimidating. He seems so way he, bigger than the, he the is. angles that they shoot him at. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, but it's just clever, and a lot. I think a lot of it is the acting as well. It's just how he's acting. Yeah, he's, he's acting bigger. Than he is. Did you um, mention it to him? You're very small. I think I even might. Have oh said, no, no! I think I said, "Wow, you look a lot bigger on the big screen." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he said, "Yeah, it's like twenty foot tall." Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. He was. <laughs> he was too busy chatting up my girlfriend. He wasn't chatting up your girlfriend. Uh, were you there? Was he chatting up your girlfriend, yeah. or were you just being paranoid? Well, let's put it like this: he was super friendly and chatty. Yeah, he was just chatting to her. Yeah, and then when I turned up with like two beers in my hand, he suddenly was a little bit more. Oh, hello! Did you have a beer for him? No. Well then, I'd gone to get one for my girlfriend. Me and her. Were you, was he at signing desk? No, he was at the front. I think we were at the front of the building, just hanging around having a fag in that, having a drink. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to chat at me, girlfriend. Yeah, I think he was. I think she. Well, she really liked the film, so I think she recognised because he he was there promoting Broken at the time. It didn't. It wasn't. It was a low budget. I don't think it was. It was a good. It was an okay film. And my girlfriend really liked it, and so I think she saw him come out and just said, "Oh, I just saw you in yeah." And he was like, "Ah, oh, hey, baby, yeah." Was like, he hey, baby? Well, I don't know. He may have been <laughs> saying that until I got there, and then he was a little bit like, "Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, well." Well, he yeah. might have thought, "Oh shit, she's got a boyfriend." Yeah, <laughs> doesn't mean to say he's chatting around. He might have just well, been like, "Well, oh, I better." If you're an actor, you should not be able to sleep with anyone that's seen you in any of your films. Why? Because you might just be using your fame to bed people. So if you're if you're a famous actor, right. in my mind, to be conscience clear, you can only sleep with people that have never seen you in a film. What are you talking about? Well, because what because you, you've got an unfair advantage, haven't you? They've what seen you. you, you know, that this fame. is all in your head, mate. No, because they're like. 
Because like maybe someone is like, oh, I really want to sleep with that person because he's famous. I love yeah. him in this film. He's famous. That's, that just seems like an unfair... But like, what about pop stars? I know. They, yeah. It's bad. Shouldn't do that. What do you mean it's bad? It's not bad. Well, so if, if, mate, if it can be. Well, yeah. I mean, if every, yeah, everything's yeah. consensual, everything's fine. Well, yeah. But I, I don't know. What, if you're a famous actor, you're not... Have you seen a, my, any of my films? Yes. Well, I can't sleep with you then, lovely lady. No. What are you... Because well, you, like, jealousy yeah. knows no bounds, no, does it? I don't, it's not that. It's not that. It is? What is it then? No, I'm just thinking about the so rules if, of engagement. And it just seems a bit unfair. Yeah, this is, so what? Life's unfair. Well... <laughs> no, but... no. So I if mean, you were a famous actor... So somebody said up, come up to you and said, I really like you, and I'm into what you do for a living, you wouldn't... Sleep with them? No. If they come up and said that to me? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. They would definitely be weird, Mark. Yeah. Right. But you get people that like that type of thing. No, yeah. I mean, I'd be more <laughs> I'd be more disturbed if someone's come up to me and said, I really like what you do for a living. That'd be weirder, wouldn't it? No. Yes, it would. What you do for a living? Yeah. No. They might have some sofas. They might have a... They might have a warehouse of sofas. I try, what, they fancy me because I fix furniture. But you do it well. Not just that you fix furniture, Mark. You're, you're an artist. You're an upholsterer in restorer. That's not just... I've never known it anyone... I've never known <laughs> it give girls a autumn. You'd be surprised. I would be surprised because it's you, never happened in 30 years. Like Jay Blades, he gets a fair old lot of fanny, mate. What? He does. What, are you fucking 12? What are you saying? What? What? what are you getting a fair old bit of funny? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's popular with the ladies and yeah. he's an upholsterer, is what I'm saying. He's also famous and on telly. So he's not allowed to sleep. Am I 12? <laughs> <laughs> he gets a fair old bit of funny. That's not that bad. Plot-wise. Okay, so... Cold open. Okay, we're in Scotland. And uh, there's a young couple camping... And we're with him just long enough for her to give him a silver letter opener. Because that's what lovers give each other. Yeah, when they're camping. That's your traditional camping gift. Is it? No. <laughs> and he's a writer. So, you know, oh, you're a writer. You're going to need one of these. Yeah, because you, you basically when you're working what? in the post office, because none of your books yeah, are uh, Yeah, what does he write? What's... <laughs> Letters, obviously. Well, yeah, he's just a prolific letter writer. He's not a letter opener, though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we have to get it in there semi. Well, right, yeah. So it, it, so yeah. I, I'm I, I'm sure this silver letter opener isn't going to come up again. But he's given it right at the start, and then they get into their tent and they're having a bit of tent sex. And it's quite clever because he's undoing the zip on her fly, and kind of stops, and then realizes that the zip on the tent is going down at the same time. It's quite good. Um, and it's a good early attack. You don't know. You don't really know what it is at the moment. No, and it's. I would, I don't know whether it's realistic or, or not because I've never been in that situation. But never there's been not a wolf attack. There's there's not like any wailing and screaming until the last second. They're just like panicked that she, that she gets dragged out. Oh yeah, and he's, more, just, he's just like, what the fuck is going on? He's trying to pull her back in. It's more gurgling and kind of breathless, kind of <laughs> choking <laughs> and yeah. It reminded me a little bit of Razorback because she does actually get lifted fully mm. off the air, doesn't she? In, like into the top of the tent. So you know it's something big kind of lifting her off the ground. It's kind of good. It was kind of good. And yeah, so he and he he's kind of 
go he, he's going for it yeah the letter opener is right there by his hand but he doesn't you know the, whatever it is in the tent as in there's a splash of blood and stuff and a howl is there a howl I don't okay. do you ever really get a howl in it you hear like guttural kind of grunting I think there is a couple of howls yeah I don't, I don't I don't ever really remember a really crystal clear howl you know I, yeah, I, yeah anyway so so anyway cut to so that's a cold opening cut to two hours earlier and we're in North Wales now and we see a soldier who we very quickly work out is on like a training mission yeah and it's Cooper it's Kevin McKidd and he's on he's evading capture yeah it's yeah it's basically a training exercise there's other soldiers chasing him they've got dogs and he basically gets caught he gets cornered and this is when we meet Liam Cunningham, who's the who plays Ryan. He's like the special forces leader. Yeah. And he says to Cooper, "Well, you did very well. You evaded us for twenty hours, twenty-two hours. Uh, but what you didn't do was eliminate our ability to track you. You you really should have killed the dog." And he was like, "Okay, right." And then Ryan is like, "Okay, here you go. Kill the dog." <laughs> And he's like, what? That was stupid. Yeah, what? That, he, that would never happen. No, no, no. It is really stupid. And I mean, it's true what he says. He says, because the, the, the guy goes through, I don't need anyone on my team who can't kill a dog. And he says, I, did, I didn't say I couldn't kill a dog. I said, I'm not killing that dog for no reason. I mean, he's on a lead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then the baddie guy just shoots the dog. He's bastard. blown away thousands of pounds worth of dog yeah and they're ranked as well I, you would feel that the dog handler guy would have something to say about him shooting his dog the dogs outrank the, outrank the handler I don't know about that no they do they treat them dogs like shit the dog always outranks the handler mate really yes so what the dog the gives the orders no but they outrank <laughs> that, that's the way it works okay. so he salutes the dog no that's you... J- Jamie okay. don't be facetious oh, okay alright sorry the top is ranked and it always outranks the thing. That's good. You can't just shoot one in the head. I know. I know that. And they've been, it's cost them fuck knows how much to train the fucking thing. So right. I swear. Yeah. Right, okay. I put so, two in. Yeah. I'm sure we swore it again. And I put an extra pound in. For being a dick. For being a knob. Um, so he refuses to kill the dog and he pu- he punches Ryan and Ryan sent, he's right, you're, Send him back to his unit. He's no good to me. And then cut to... No, he says something very specific. Oh, he does, doesn't he? What does he say? He goes, like, never forget, or I always remember. Oh, yeah, he, d- yeah, he says, I'm, yeah, he basically says, I'm going to hold a grudge because you punched me. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of... It, yeah. So, cut to four weeks, is it four weeks later? And we're back... Oh, yeah, in, it's a month later, basically, isn't it? And we're back in the Scottish Highlands. We're back in the Scottish Highlands and there's a chopper drop of regular soldiers and we quickly we quickly establish that it's Cooper in his regular army unit. So he'd been trying out for special forces, but he's back with his normal unit and they're basically doing manoeuvres in the Highlands. It's like a training exercise. Yeah. And they get dropped off by the chopper. They're all fitted with blanks and... Basically, the gist of it is that they're going to go up against a special forces unit 
It's basically like a tactical war game maneuvers yeah. kind of thing. Um, so we kind of we get a sort of brief introduction to the team at the start. It's kind of a just to get to know them kind of thing. And you got so you got Spoon, who's forgotten his watch. Um, you got Sergeant Wells, who he, he comes across as a really kindly kind of sergeant. Well, he's sort of the earth, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's Will. He's Willem Dafoe in Platoon. He's that kind of sergeant. Really looks after yeah. his guys, and it it does make me laugh because he gives he gives Spoon. Spoon's forgotten his watch, so Wells gives him his watch, and he says, "Well, what are you going to do, Sergeant?" And he goes, "Well, I'll just camp, won't I?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Joe is the one that's upset about missing the football. He didn't want. He had to be shoved off the helicopter, didn't he? He didn't want to get off. Was that him? Yeah, I think okay. that was him. Because he wanted. Because he wanted to stay and watch the football. Um, this is Boone. Yeah, that irritated me a bit. <laughs> oh, this is totally Boone. And then later on, someone says, "What does Bone mean?" And it's like, have you not been listening to how they've been using the word? <laughs> Yeah, but that's the woman in the thing. Yeah, I know, but she's heard him say it a few times. Yeah. I mean, what do you think bone means after the first time you heard him say it? Oh, shit. Shit, this, is, this shit. is crap. This is totally bone. Yeah, rubbish. But that's not... That's just made up for the film. That's not a real thing is that it? people say. Know. Yeah, he made it up. Who says that? That's not an, that's not an English is or not Scottish... not a thing? No. Because he's from Newcastle. I don't know. I might think be, that's made up. I think he's be, made that up in the might, film. It might be up there. I don't think so. I've never, I've never heard anyone other than the guys in this film say it. Born, totally born. So, yeah. So we we have our brief introduction to them. So they're on the training mission. Some of them are griping. They don't really want to be there. Some of them are completely forgettable. There's yeah. a couple of them that I can't even remember. What, Terry and Bruce, maybe? <laughs> well, one, one of them gets done immediately. Well, yeah, he doesn't last too long. So, they, they set off and... They, basically, he finds a gap and they've got to go through a specific valley or a specific glen. Yeah. They've kind of been shoehorned through this glen. Yeah. Well, we kind of, as they're kind of on their manoeuvres, as we see them traipsing through the highlands... Whistling, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we see that they're we see that they're under surveillance by a, the special forces group, and we can see that Ryan is involved in this special yeah. forces group. And as he's watching them, he's saying things on his radio to his men. He's saying like the flock are about to enter the fold and things like that. So even early on, you've got an idea like there's more. There's more to going this. on. This ain't just a training exercise. There's stuff going on here. Um, so they they're traipsing through the highlands, and then we cut to them sat round a campfire, and they're all talking about what scares them. And Sean Pertwee's he's brilliant in this film, and he's particularly brilliant in this scene because they're all talking about what scares them and spiders, spiders, women, spider women, yeah. Uh, uh, missing the no, penalty shootout one of them says they're all just sort of chatting and Sergeant Wells looks up and he tells them the story of Eddie in his tattoo it's basically long story short how the whole soliloquy that he does is quite good yeah, it's, it's a, a proper good, little monologue yeah it's a good 
good bit of writing. And Eddie was basically an old friend of his in the army, old soldier buddy. They'd been in Iraq. He, they'd all gone to get tattoos and Eddie had said something about, uh, my soul's already gone to God. Uh, so the devil needs to look after my body or something like Sorry. that. Something daft. And he got a tattoo of a laughing devil on his ass. A couple of days later, he stands on a landmine or an IED, um, blown to smithereens. Bits of mush all over the place. All over the place. The way and he describes that bit. Yeah, yeah, bits yeah. Of, bits of him, just lumps of him everywhere. Pretty horrible. <laughs> it's, it's so well done. He's really good. Like Georgie Wynn. And they all shut the fuck up and let him Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And that basically they're picking up... He's just a smear. Uh, and then they come across one piece of him, which is still perfect, completely pristine, no scorch marks, like it's been completely untouched. And he says, there's fucking old Nick chortling his bloody ass off at me. So it's like the, just the one bit mm. of skin with a devil... And he kind of said, like, he was kind of right that the devil would protect his skin, Not but just that bit, one particular... That yeah. Should have got a whole body tattoo. Yeah. And then, uh, what's really... <laughs> what, <laughs> Lucky love it. <laughs> yeah. It's a great jump scare. Yeah. Because that, that, that kind of changes the mood. His story is kind of dark. Changes the mood. And then literally, out of the sky... Yeah. Drops a dead cow <laughs> into the middle of the campfire... Splashes them all with blood, scares the shit out of them. If one of them man. shoots it with blanks. Yeah, yeah, it goes, yeah, yeah, panic. What are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing, man? It's blanks. Uh, that's a good jump scare. And we then see, we see Ryan out in the woods again, and we, we do see him get attacked, don't we? Because yeah. you get, you get like werewolf vision in it, which is just like black and white. Do you know what I mean? Like POV yeah. camera work, black and white. So you get the idea that you're seeing from the werewolf point of view and it just kind of creeps up on him. You, f- you kind of think he's been had, but you just see it. You don't really see it. Well, you just see him get swiped. Uh, next day, the squad wake up and they're kind of a bit, they're wondering about this cow. So they head up the cliff. It's basically walked off a cliff and it and dropped yeah. down onto them. And at the top of the cliff, they find like a blood trail. And they're kind of curious as to what is really going on. And so, you know, they follow the blood trail and they find lumps of cow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like a pork chop or something they pick up. And yeah. just, you know, it's not. Um, Butcher's awful. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it just looks like a bit of plastic. It's plastic, painted red. Um, but they, yeah, they find more lumps of cow and they see a flare in the distance. Uh, so they go and check it out and it's a special forces camp. Yeah. And they, it would appear to have been decimated. There's no bodies there. No. But there's blood everywhere. Uh, Bits everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Bits of motion dotted about the place. Yeah, it's just, there's just a lot of blood about the place. You can Entrails. tell something, something is, yeah, something's well. gone down. And th- this is the point where they kind of realize, okay, something is, something's, something's up. Um, so Sergeant Wells kind of says, right, ditch your, ditch your blanks, find any live gun, live ammo, guns. No, you can none find. of it's been fired. Yeah. Uh, and they find like stun gun, stun grenades. 
tranquilizers. Um, yeah, because yeah, because they also kind of say like, what were they? They say were they out here to on our exercise? Or were they? And they say, well, hang on, they've got. It's like they're out on a safari. They got like netting, tramp guns, um, and then another jump scare. Boom! Turns out Ryan is there, still alive. In a real bad way. Is his chest open? Oh yeah, he's got he's got like three scratches up his belly. He's like at his guts, kind of really. Yeah, he's been slashed up. Yeah, and you can tell it's like an animal claw mark he's got on him. Um, and he's 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 not his normal core control. He's in a re- he's in a really bad way. You, I mean, you think he's on the verge of death. Yeah. I, I mean, this is all kind of part of it, but he's on the verge of death. He's all sweaty. And he's like saying. We've got to get out of here. It's only supposed to be one. Uh, and you, ooh, you know, don't know. One what? what? Wow. And he... It's good and dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we really need to get out of here. You need to get me out of here now. And they're all kind of like, no, we need to, you know, what's going on? And uh, they do, they take too long to get going there. To be don't right. you hear a howl now? Is it a howl? Or is it just sort of, it just to it's me, it just sounded like grunting in a... Yeah. It was, it was like, this. We can say it was animal noises. Where do they start running? Well, they take off then because I mean that there is stuff chasing after them. I mean, it, I, I, to my ears, it never quite sounded like a howl, but it's definitely animal noises. They can hear something in the distance coming, so that's when they get running, and that's when he kind of says, "Let's do a formation. We need someone to take up a rear guard." Yeah, because they take Ryan with them. And he's not in great shape. No. Trying to sort of limp him along. And we should also say as well, sorry, I wrote it in my notes, so I've got to say it. When they get to that camp with the special forces guys, and they know that, they know that something is amiss because they're trying to get through on the radio. That's why the radio, their radio's not working. That's it. The other radio's knackered. Yeah. And they, they, I think it's Terry or Bruce is trying to fix their radio. And when he opens it up, he discovers that there's a tracking device. There's a tracking device yeah. in there. Um, so like the, the excess, they already know that the exercise was rigged in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Because he mentions the Kobe- Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. Which, uh, we might as well say it. For Star Trek, Star Trek fans. It's a young winnable situation in it. Yeah. It's something where you can't win. There's only, there's, it's just how well you lose. <laughs> it's one of them, one of them kind of situations. Uh, so they get moving, they take off into the woods, uh, and they say to, to Bruce, Sergeant Wells says, oh, Bruce, I want you on rear guard. Uh, no heroics. Don't, don't be a hero, Bruce. So Bruce goes off. I couldn't quite work this out because his gun doesn't work. Well, he's got a special forces gun, hasn't he? Yeah. I don't, I, maybe he doesn't know. How it works, I don't know. But it keeps jamming because there's some up coming through the woods at him. Yeah. Don't he shoot it a few times? I don't. Or does the gun just, is it just the gun jamming? Well, you, well it's all a bit hectic. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It's done well. It's a nice tense scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, you see flashes through the, of what's coming at him and he just thinks, shit, he just throws it away, didn't he, and runs through the. I still, I still think you sort of, they still show you a bit too much you're too yeah. early of the. And they don't look. So they don't look so hot, do they? I reckon they look all right. Yeah. The heads aren't too bad, but they're massive heads on little puny lycra-clad dancer bodies, aren't they? Like <laughs> they've got stilts on them. And they're not... And I mean, bless them, they're, 
they're playing it like dancers. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf. Rather than... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, uh, But they're very stylized, I suppose. Yeah. Just in their movements. You can just tell that they've employed dancers, dancers <laughs> to play the wolves. Whereas... Yeah, well, it gives it a different feel, I think. From yeah. Because normally you just get the bloke running really fast at somebody. True. Or then suddenly going on all fours. But I kind of like that. Like the on four. I mean, when they're running at them through the trees, and it, I mean, it is just guys, but with two big gloves on. Gloves on. <laughs> in a massive wolf head. So, yeah, I, for the time and for the budget, it's fine. I, I mean, I'm not sure what the budget was, but it couldn't have been a lot. No, no, it would, yeah, no, it was proper low budget. I, I didn't look. I'm sure it's on IM, IMDB. Oh, just, um, a, just a, uh, did you get the, the about Steve, Simon Pegg? Oh, well, that he was going to be in he it. He was, was going to be it, and Edgar Wright said, don't be in that, be in Shaun of the Dead. I guess as, he... As your first comedy horror. I guess he made the right choice. Who was yeah. he, he going to be in this? Don't know. That's the thing. Would he have been Spoon? He would, might have been quite good as Spoon. He would have been Joe, I think, maybe. I don't know. This is the thing. I've, yeah. I've, I've gone over it in my head a couple of times, and I don't know. Maybe Cooper? He's not big enough. He wouldn't. I don't think he'd have been Cooper. There was talk, didn't uh, Kevin McKidd break a rib and they were going to replace him? Yeah. It was going to be Jason Statham. <laughs> but then he had a he had a scheduling conflict and couldn't do it anyway. So it, by the time they got round to casting it again, his ribs had healed and so yeah. they just carried on, isn't it? Um, the state. Yeah, I, no, that, I, I Kevin McKidd's think, fine. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd prefer Kevin McKidd. I yeah, think, yeah, though. definitely. Because if... If he was in it, it would then become a Jason Statham movie. Uh, well, maybe not at the time. He was huge then. Not in what? Not until well, he was doing Ghosts of Mars and that at that time. He was still doing the Transporter movies. Ghosts of Mars is awesome. Um, when th- was when was Transporter two thousand and three? I don't think he was quite at the level he was after the Transporter. I don't know. He'd only been in Snatch, I suppose, about that time. Lockstock. Was he in Lockstock? Lockstock and Snatch. Was that his breakout movies? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're not... Yeah, maybe... Yeah, maybe had smaller roles before then, I guess, but... He just... He's one of those guys... He's one of those people that you just think has always been around making transport movies. (laughs) Or, you know, the mechanic... Do you know, I was having this thought the other day... And some of these actors that feels like they've been around for ages haven't been around that long. Or maybe it's because we're getting old. How long has Benedict Cumberbatch been about? Well, at least 15 years, I would think. Fassbender? 15? What was his big break? Hunger, was it? Yeah, he'd been in stuff before that, though, hadn't he? He was in 300. Oh, yeah. I don't really remember him in that. What was Cumberbatch's big? This is the thing you forget. What you they forget? You, whether, was this? Was he? Was this Sherlock Holmes? Was that his big breakout? Well, he must have been in something before. We would have thought so. I can't think what. But then, I don't know. Yeah, but then we could just look on the IMDb. And yeah, then we'd be like, oh, of course, that's yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what he was in. So I know what you mean, though. It feels like they've been around for because they we're old and they it is twenty years. Yeah, it's a yeah. long time. I mean, this film's 22 years old. But, yeah, and I mean, 
Jason Sports is 20 years old. I mean, Jason Statham's got to be in his, what, mid 50s? Early 50s, I think. He's a little bit older than me, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, like, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, crazy. I, yeah, time, man. But no, Kevin McKidd would have been fine. Yeah. So, well, he was fine. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really, really good in it. Um, yeah, so Bruce is, uh, is it Bruce? Yeah, Bruce is on the rear guard action. He gets stabbed by one of the wolves. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He runs into a tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, but then the wolf. And that, what? <laughs> I don't get, how would that? I, I don't know, how fast have you got to be running to run, it, run through a tree? Well, a tree run through you, sorry. Well, there's, well, there's, a, sna- there's a snapped off branch in it. Yeah. But it's not at a point, it's still a thick, it's still quite a thick branch sticking off a tree that he runs on. Yeah, I did that. That wouldn't happen. I don't think... Yeah, I just don't think it would happen. <laughs> but anyway, so he runs, he impales himself. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. No, it wouldn't. No, nothing about the wolf well, chasing. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I can suspend disbelief for that, but a man running... <laughs> running into a onto tree. Onto a tree and impaling I've never run into a tree. I mean, he's running for his life, mate, so he must be pouting it. I, do, I just don't think... That through, that, his, through his fatigue and that, no. It just wouldn't penetrate. It wouldn't... It wouldn't do that. It wouldn't do that. It, he might break his ribs up and everything, but it wouldn't go through him like that. And then, and then the while he's on it, the wolf then just kind of slashes him off, as him off, or we presume. You're not you're not getting full on looks at him, but you are getting the odd yeah. quick edit of in every now. Don't you see a reflection in his eyeball? I didn't notice that. Yeah, because he's like looking. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sergeant Wells has gone back to check on him, and he sees the wolves. Bits of him all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he sees the wolves and starts firing, and run sort of runs runs through some trees. He sort of shoots a bit, and then one pops up in front of him, kind of slashes at him. Yeah, and literally opens up his stomach. <laughs> These aren't. The, these are enjoyable effects, but they're, they're not, not great. No, they're I mean, not great. As you well know, I, I love a scene where people are slopping around in someone's guts, and this is a proper two people slopping around in his guts. <laughs> and I love it when he's trying to help him, and he's stabbing him back in. Yeah, yeah. And he's going, <laughs> You're like, what? He's like, well, they won't fucking fit, will they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, he's like, no, leave me, mate. I'm binned. <laughs> Believe me, that's an order, coop. <coughs> but there's a real, um, there's a that's a real kind of British set uh, in my mind. There's a real British sense of humour, yeah, yeah, running throughout it, and almost as no matter how bad things get, they're, o- they're always got a joke or a kind of sign. Do you know what I mean? They're always kind of trying to. <laughs> Keep still and trying to get your guts back in. Yeah. What well, won't fucking fit? It won't fucking fit, will they? <laughs> and then at the same time, the wolf is kind of coming back, and yeah. he just goes "fuck off." Quite <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, so they uh, Cooper basically saves him. Then he gets him up. Yeah, he he wouldn't be walking. We wouldn't be running. No, no, not at all. Um, you would die pretty quickly of shock, I would guess. Oh, yeah, I, I would imagine. So he picks him up, they get running, and then they're almost in like a full-on running gun battle. Yeah. And they are being chased by wolves 
dancers <laughs> with of wolves. Dancers as wolves are chasing them, and they sort of head down a bit of a drop. And there's you can see headlights in the distance. It's like a Land Rover yeah. going towards them, and. I think it's Spoon, and it drops out on the road to try and stop the Land Rover, yeah. and it kind of stops a few inches from his head. Was he under it? I think it's just in front of it, isn't it? and it just stops, like, you know, half a foot in front of his face. And this is where we meet zoologist character Megan. Yeah. Who, she heard the gunfire, and she's been out looking for them. Yeah, she's a big fucking liar. I... <laughs> I've seen this film loads of times and even watching it this time where you're kind of closely watching it and taking notes I still can't really work her character out or what her motivation was or what she wanted um, not really well no because there's a bit I don't, we'll get to it later but. yeah she's, she's my other problem with a film really what in what way just just vague how, motivation yeah, I mean, we'll get to it, but how, you know, there's a, there's a twist with her character, and I don't know, I mean, it makes sense, because she's been living out in the Highlands, we discover, just trying to study these creatures, and I mean, she full-on believes that they're, straight away, she's like, these are, you're dealing with werewolves. Well, one sticks his arm through them. They get, to, yeah. they get a good look at them. They get a good look at them. They're oh, yeah, all they, yeah. in the back of the truck. Yeah. And you see them at the window. There's a lot... There are a lot of those... Do they chop the whole hand off? They do, don't they? Because one sticks his arm through the top. Yeah. Don't he, he just... One of them stabs him, he gets his knife in there and goes... Argh! Yeah, but I think he just stabs it through and then the wolf can't pull his hand back out because <laughs> the blade is sticking through the... But they... I guess it's a... It's a trope with low-budget films, isn't it? That... A low budget monster films, you often have that arm, just an arm. I mean, we're back to Creature from the Black Lagoon, you know? You, you, yeah. It's just an arm. <laughs> yeah, but, they, yeah, but in the Creature from the Black Lagoon, there was no reason to put his hand out. No, he wouldn't actually grab him from anywhere. <laughs> he was just. But it is, it is yeah, that yeah, same yeah. thing, just updated. It works way better now when they do it, they know what they're doing. But they, so they take off in the Land Rover, and Megan is, uh, I know somewhere that we can go that will be safe. I know a farm just around the corner. We should be okay there. And they get to the farm. So she, yeah, so she knows some friendly neighbors, and she says, let's, let's get to that place. They get there, and there's, it's empty. It's, there's There's no no one there. But it's very, it's very obvious that someone has recently. Well, there's there. food cooking on the side, isn't there? Yeah, there's a pot. There's a pot of food on the on the hob. There's a dog there, Sam the dog. Yeah. That Cooper kind of makes friends with fairly quickly. And the table's laid. The table's all set for food. The fire's roaring away. So they they get in and they kind of sit around. They have a quick conversation, and Cooper is kind of like saying, "Okay, miss." Where's what? the nearest phone? And she says, well, nearest phone to here is, what, 40, 50 miles? Then he says, where's the nearest population centre? And she says, Fort William is four hours away. Yeah. And they're like, okay, maybe we should go to, <laughs> maybe we should go to Fort William. 
And she's kind of like, yeah, okay, that would make sense. Well, is there, is there nowhere in Scotland that's four four hours from anywhere? Oh, I could believe that. I mean, if you were right up in the Scotlands with those in the proper Highlands, where the, it's all windy roads and like single track windy roads, yeah, that maybe you, yeah, oh in yeah, a, in a ratty old Land Rover, yeah. Depending on where in particular they are in relation to it, but yeah, I could believe that, you know, or you know, give or take four hours drive. I guess that I mean they're right out in the middle of nowhere, aren't they? I mean, that's the idea. Yeah. So they, yeah. So very quickly, it's established. Like, right, there's no point in us staying here. There's no phone. We're not going to get any help here. We need to go. So him in Spoon go back outside to get. To the Land Rover, and this is where we see that the, the it's been wrecked. Basically, the the bonnet has been taken off. And oh, they they didn't they didn't hear that. Apparently not. <laughs> no, and, it, and it would have happened really quick. I mean, they were only in there for about five minutes. They were only in there about five minutes. Yeah, but they start eating the food as well, don't they? Yeah. Or is that later? No, they start. Oh, no, they start eating the food. Yeah, he goes, well, you get an opportunity to eat. You got to eat. Yeah. And it's also funny as well when they well, go, what is it? it? And he goes, oh, it's, but I don't know, I think it's pork. Yeah, let me see what's stairs later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, they're not eating pork. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is delicious. What <laughs> is it? I think it's pork. Mm. Save me some. <laughs> so, which, and that whole, that leads to more questions about the nature of the werewolves as well, doesn't it? Well, you didn't question it straight away, I would have thought. Well, but then... Yeah, my idea of a werewolf is that just they're normal people. Once a month, they turn into a werewolf. They go out and eat people. Yeah. But then these people were when they weren't wolves, they were eating people. As they when they were humans, they were having like human casseroles and stuff. Yeah, but they embraced it. I think they embraced it. I think they fully embraced. I it. I think they yeah. fully embraced it. Yeah. it wasn't, they weren't whinging about it like like most werewolf films you see where they're going oh I'm the werewolf they fully embraced it that's that's why they were in the middle of nowhere that's what that's also how this werewolf film is a lot different to a lot of other werewolf films because a lot of a lot of werewolf films are about that internal struggle yeah. between the uh, the morals of the human and the animalistic urges of the wolf yeah so it's that which can be fun in some Films, but that generally the where generally a werewolf movie will always concentrate on the guy who is the werewolf. Yeah. Whereas this is don't don't give a shit about that. I mean, mm. the werewolves are just a cool enemy. It's a siege thriller. Yeah, it's this just one. a good enemy to chuck it soldiers. It's just you know. So they're in there eating the food. They go out to get the the Land Rover. They discover it's been trashed. And they also notice that the wolves are kind of lurking in the shadows. Yeah. Uh, Stop looking at it. Okay, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd, be getting, I'd be staring at it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Don't look it in the eyes. And he sort of lights a flare. That's quite cool, that bit. And then he, he just says, run for it. And then he just starts peppering them with, like, bullets. Um, they, they hit the werewolves a lot with their guns in this film. But yeah. it never... Don't do anything. It ain't gonna kill them, is it? Yeah. it I guess it I hurts. Think it hurts. I think it must hurt yeah. them because they howl and they whimper a little bit. It slows them down, and it'll often make them fall off the building. If they're coming in through a window, they'll often fall out. But they're not gonna beat them. No, they're not gonna beat them like that. 
so they they get back in the house and this is where one of them does again you have that arm around the door there's a bit of a skirmish they're trying to shut the front door and the dog Sam the dog goes to <laughs> I always thought no, when I first watched it on the grainy DVD I thought he was trying to pull his guts out I always thought it was his guts <laughs> <laughs> that were, that's so much funnier. But I think he, he, that's what he intended originally, but they changed it for some reason. I think they felt that might have been a bit much. <laughs> and it, it is the bandages. Yeah, but, but you like still it's... think it's having... Yeah. Well, they're all red and pink, aren't they? Yeah, it may as well be having his guts out. I, it... What I do like about this film is there's, like, there's shots of them banging stuff like nails in the door. Yeah. And then an arm will come through and he just hits it with the hammer. Yeah. And there's always other stuff going on. Like oh, they're yeah. trying to get they're trying to get that door shut, and then the dogs have. To go oh yeah, yeah, no, that, it's chaos yeah, yeah. In there. It's, and you've got one of them stood there going, "Oh Christ!" Yeah, it's um, it's kind of good scenes of chaos, isn't it? Where they're, they're sort of this is going on, but at mm. the same time, this is going on, and while this is going on, oh, this is going on as well at the same time. So they're trying to deal with the wolf at the door, literally the wolf at the door. The dog in the house is trying to chew on Sean Pertwee's guts. Ryan, who, since he gets to the house, just starts acting even more weirder. Yeah. He's, he, as, as we will see through the film, he's suddenly better and he's just sort of sat quiet. He ain't trying to help or anything, no, is he? No. He's just sort of sat quietly. He starts moaning about the dog and you think he's going to shoot the dog again. Well, he's, he's going to shoot the dog, isn't he? Right, he's got yeah, and then he's got to think about shooting dogs. This guy, he's going to he gets his gun out, yeah, and then he's back to shoot it, and then Terry pukes <laughs> Terry pukes the back of his neck, <laughs> back of his neck. <laughs> Which, but that he goes, he goes that is, what's he say? Oh, that's charming. That, that is, <laughs> that's charming. <laughs> that is, but he, but that that makes you think more that the dog is having his guts because that's why Terry pukes up because he turns around and the dog has been eating his, mm. but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think Terry's just a bit overwhelmed, isn't he? Oh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has been. I think he's like, oh shit, what? Is that? He's been through a lot. They all have, to be honest. Well, this is all about in about the space of about twenty minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I remember at one point in the film thinking, "Wow, the night has almost got to be over oh, now." And it's like, yeah, it's like twelve o'clock. You're like, what? Oh my god, they got ages. Yeah. <laughs> they're counting up the bullets. Yeah, like yeah. You're like, oh, they're never going to make it. Daylight does seem a long way it off. It does seem a film. very long way. And I'll tell you what this film does. I know I've banged on about it in a few films before, but you do get the sense that they are in the middle of nowhere. There's yeah. lots of aerial shots of trees. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, big open spaces. It's hard. Long to... shots of them right in the middle. I guess. I. I guess this film. I mean. You could criticise this film for taking a while to get... I don't feel like it's slow, but it doesn't really kick off until they're in that single location. And it it's a good 40 minutes before mm. they get to the farmhouse. So, yeah, you kind of... Yeah. But in that time, I don't think they've wasted the time getting there because you get to know and like yeah, the characters. That's it. That's the... Whereas in that time, you... It, Without even it really being obvious, they are building a sense of character, but they're also building a sense of like isolation that they're yeah. somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Wrong turn doesn't take no. any time no. to do that, so you you never feel that in say wrong turn. Yeah, it's at the road. It's it's weird, isn't it? It's interesting, but 
because it's not obvious. It's not obvious how they achieve it, but you do, like you say, you do feel in this yeah, one. They I think are. they achieve it by better aerial shots. Shots of them. There's a few like when they're whistling. Yeah, and well, you see a lot of them traipsing. Yeah, yeah. Get, just get a sense that they're they that is a little yeah. way away from everywhere. I think as well it helps it maybe I mean I've been to the Scottish Highlands a long long time ago now but yeah maybe that it, that helps in my mind because I've got an idea of yeah I yeah I don't know it, it in in the film it is good at giving you that sense of that it, it isn't in these kind of films that is important and yeah it's it's a you that, thing, yeah so Anyway, as they run, as Cooper and Spoon run back into the house, uh, they also shoot at the wolves and they hit the Land Rover, which blows up, we should say. Um, and then we're, we're basically in a siege situation then. So they, they've got the wolf away from the door. They take Sean Pertwee upstairs, put him on the bed. Glue him back together. Yeah, which is another really good scene. He's good in that scene. And it's like, okay, we're in a siege situation. So board up the windows, barricade the doors, put some pots of water on the stove, uh, and let's have a brew. Cause we've, <laughs> let's, cause have we've a cup of tea. let's have a cup of tea. Because <laughs> we've been through a lot of shit, boys. Um, there is a there is a very Britishness. Oh yeah. About, so as soon as somebody says, what are they, yeah, "Let's have a brew," let's have a cup of tea. <laughs> and do you know what? You probably would. Yeah. In that situation, yeah, like, you put would. the kettle on. Yeah. Yeah. Put the kettle on. <laughs> so Megan we notice seems to know more than she's really letting on and she kind of says like oh I'm a zoologist I was up here studying I mean she does say there, there are werewolves up here I've been studying them and she kind of says the people there's a photo of the family isn't there on the mantelpiece it's like a family of seven it looks like Six but she does seven. see there is a photo of the family that live there. And you kind of... I guess early on, the idea is that maybe the werewolves have gone in and killed them. Well, why didn't they do that years ago, then? Well, well this yeah. is, I, mm. I think really very early on, you kind of think, like, well, the people living in the house of the werewolves. Yeah. And you very early on think, how come she ain't a werewolf? How come she isn't a werewolf or dead? Yeah, but she doesn't say she's part of the family, though. No, but then she says she's friends with them, and they're kind of like, where, where was she staying? Well, she lived, she lived over in the next glen. Oh, that was bullshit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So she had been living there. She had been she, living yeah, there. Yeah, okay. So, Sean Pertwee's upstairs, and this is where they're trying to glue his back, his guts back together, and Cooper kind of says, super glue was made in the Vietnam War to glue up... GIs? Yeah, you know, yeah. Nasty wounds, specifically for this. Gluing people's guts back together... We're going to slop his guts back in, glue it all oh. up. And Megan helps out. And <laughs> Sean Pertry's brilliant in this scene. He, he goes through the whole... I mean, he, he's drinking heavily to yeah. try and anaesthetise himself. And he's like, oh, I love you, Cooper. Oh, Cooper, you're my best friend. I fucking love you, man. <laughs> and then there's one bit where he just looks down at his guts and he just goes, sausages! <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, and then it's starting to hurt and like he ain't quite drunk enough so then he starts being abusive to Cooper yeah. to try and get him to punch him out which he eventually does 
No, he hits him twice, then he hits him, and you think he's knocked out. He yeah, he you yeah, 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 So, yeah, punches him out, and they go, they go back downstairs, and they, they, this is when they're, she's kind of telling them what she knows or what she's prepared to tell him at this point. And Ryan, they're getting a bit suspicious of. He, he hasn't said anything yet. Well, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't he's really want to talk. He's just being horrible. Well, they're, yeah, they're kind of saying, what were you doing here? Because he, his unit didn't have any insignia on or anything like that. It was completely covert what they were up to. And they've kind of worked out that they wouldn't... Re- if if they were anything to do with the exercise that they were on, then the exercise they were on wasn't quite what they thought it was. Yeah. There's clearly something more going on. And he doesn't want to tell him. He's like, oh, I can't, you know, can't tell you what's going on. And they're also getting then a little I'd bit... have to kill you. Well, they're also, they're also understandably getting a little bit suspicious that he seems to be healing yeah. so well. And they're like, let's have a look at your tummy. And he's, uh, he's like, no. And they're like, show us, <laughs> show us your wounds. And he's like, no. And I think, is this the point? Is this where they kind of... I think they force him to look and then they end up tying him up, don't they? Is that what happens? Um, I, was that after the next attack? You might be right, because the power goes out, and that's when the wolves... Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you're right, this is the first attack. So the wolves come at the windows and the doors, and there's a lot of gunfire. I have to say, I, I, you know, don't want to be overly critical. It is his first movie, and it was low budget. Some of the action scenes aren't quite... They're a bit choppy. Yeah, he definitely gets better at doing action scenes as he goes on. There's one in particular where with Joe in the shotgun... And he's shooting out a window, but he's not. He's, he's not really. You're not getting any sense that he's shooting any at anything. Oh, I just, thought, I just thought he was panicking, just shooting out the window. Yeah, I mean that works. Yeah, that makes sense. So he, yeah, so he's with a shotgun. He's sort of blasting out the window, and then he ends up backing over to a boarded up window, which you know is going to have a wolf <laughs> yeah, band come through at any moment. And Spoon and Cooper are defending the two, well, basically the front door and the back door at the same time. And it's pretty, it's pretty frantic. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's good action in that sense that it is frenetic. In, yeah. You know, you kind of think you know, it's good action in that sense, but it's just a bit choppy and just some of it maybe ain't quite as choreographed as well as it could be, and some of the camera work. Sometimes you feel like the camera's in the wrong place, maybe, or yeah, but it's got maybe kind of, a different it's got angle, kind or... of shaky, kind of a documentary look about some of the action scenes. I think. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. They're all moving around; the camera's a bit static. Yeah, as I remember, yeah, yeah. I, it's only a mic. It's, it's, it's shots of them running past, like from the front door to the back door. Yeah. That's, so yeah, okay, yeah, almost gets squashed by all these gas canisters. Yeah, well, where, a, where are they getting them from? Well, that's a bit of foreshadowing <laughs> as well. Yeah, why the werewolves? Well, why the family in the house would have no, no spoilers yet. Oh come on! <laughs> Bloody, it's obvious. It's obvious. It's Twenty years old. It's obvious as soon as they get there. So yeah, so it sets up that there's gas. You know, hey, there's gas canisters there, and they basically. Oh, no, this is also the bit where Cooper finds the sword. Or doesn't Spoon find the sword? Spoon finds the sword, and Cooper takes it off him. That's it. And he chops off one of the arms, 
It's one of the guys, it's one of the wolves that's got Joe, isn't it? And he rushes yeah. in, chop, chops his arm off. And they basically fight him off, don't they? They go upstairs as well, and Wells is passed out on the bed. And there are wolves coming in the window. Oh, that's frantic. That's yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> he's asleep on the bed. Yeah, he's trying to wake him up. Yeah, Cooper's trying to wake him up. Well, see, is he throwing stuff at him? I can't quite remember what he's doing. Is that when he's kicking the bed? Yeah, he's, the, his gun slides under the bed and he's being pulled away from that's it. That's it, yeah. And this is, is it, she comes in with the camera. It starts flashing. Yeah, it, and yeah that's it, true. It backs off and then Wells wakes up. Yeah, they both, him and Cooper basically end up shooting it out the window, don't they? I think they? at they this point, up. Bruce has been dragged out of a window downstairs, hasn't he? He's Terry. Terry, sorry. Yeah. And he, because he, it all goes quiet, and then you see him just by the window. You're like, why are you by the window? Well, yeah, he, go, yeah, he goes and stands by the window and kind of looks at the camera and goes, huh, werewolves, more like pussies, which, again, not a great dialogue. And then he gets pulled through the window by gloved wolf hands, wolf glove hands, pulled through the window, and again, they all start barricading up the windows and the doors again. Uh, Megan has cut her hand and Cooper wants to go out and look for Terry and Ryan is like, you know he's already dead, you idiot. And he's like, yeah, shit. So they, so they start barricading it up again and they're low on ammo. And w- this is kind of where we find out that Megan has met Ryan before. Yeah. And... He his unit had already been there to kind of investigate the werewolves. Yeah, this bit, this uh, again, her motivations. Yeah, that didn't really. Them knowing one another didn't really go anywhere as such, did it? I don't. Well, know. she was she was the one giving him the info, apparently. Yeah, but she didn't give him the right info. I don't know. So why didn't she give him the right info? I don't know. I don't know what her motivation was. And I mean, it, towards the end, there's even a bit where she's kind of like saying, I thought you were my chance to get out of here, but now I realise that that ain't going to happen. So, and you think like, what? And I also, I mean, all right. Why, sp- why, why, why didn't she just leave? I don't know. So we should say, big spoiler, she turns out to be a werewolf. Sorry. <laughs> she turns out to be a werewolf as well. But yeah. Then, but you also wonder, why wasn't she a wolf already? Why was because she saying control it to a point? But the film makes the film makes the analogy, or Cooper kind of makes the joke. Well, it's a joke as he says it, but he kind of says like, "What if it's like wanting to have a shit, you know? And if you want a shit, you don't just drop your trousers and take a shit right where you are. You hold yeah. it off as long as you can. You yeah. you decide when you do it. So that's that's kind of a good decent analogy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I mean, yeah, I guess she didn't need to she take a shit. She didn't need to take a shit. <laughs> It no, 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 I, I don't know. It, it doesn't. It's it's a plot hole, but there's enough going on that I I kind of ignore it. Oh yeah, it don't it doesn't derail the whole film, but it just it's like I'm never really I mean, clear about no because like if she was the one giving Ryan the information, why did she tell him there was only one? Yeah, because he was going. There's only supposed to be one, and if she wanted to get away. Why did she just drive away? Yeah, has the whole pack got to be? I don't know. Maybe the old whole pack's got to be dead. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not... It isn't... Yeah. It doesn't delve too much into the lore about what they are, just that they, they are. Yeah. Which doesn't bother me, because you get all that exposition in every other werewolf film you ever see, but... You just you just feel that there are some parts of it where 
she is really kind of helping them as much as she can. I mean, she doesn't ever want to kill the wolves because that's why she's generally using the camera, the flash on the camera. Yeah. I think she does shoot it one once, but then she, she knows. also knows it ain't going to kill it. Yeah. But why Why even bother helping them? I don't like? know. Because if she wanted to get away, and they were her chance to get away, when she realises it's... They ain't getting away. Yeah. She just goes, oh, fuck it, I'll have a shit now. Maybe she thought they... I mean, did she ever think that they could beat the werewolves then? Don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's not... It, it, it ain't enough to derail the film. Where are we up to, Mark? Sorry. She's an enigma. She is, yes. She's a, Terry's just been dragged through the window. Yeah, Terry's dead. And so they're low on ammo and... She Megan mentions that there's another Land Rover in the barn, and Joe can hotwire it. Joe knows how to hotwire it, and they say, "Okay, we just need a diversion. If you go for the barn, this is, I love this bit when <laughs> when they all decide who's going." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah what's <laughs> it? You get, they say we need someone small, fast, in, and loud, and loud. And they all, they all look at Spoon if he hadn't really been paying attention. And he's just, what? 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 <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> that is quite funny. He is actually one of the better characters. No, he's, he? he's well, great. He? Um, he has, he's got a great death, is he? Oh, we'll get to that. That's a great death. So, so they got a plan. So basically, Joe is going to go out one window and go for the barn. Spoon is going to go out the other, make a load of noise, set off a flare or a glow stick, and he's going to draw the attention of the wolves. So they do that. It basically goes to plan. Spoon makes it just about makes it back in through the window with yeah, the wolves chasing. Frantic shit going on. There. Yeah, there's <laughs> another arm. Isn't yeah. there? There's, there's another arm comes through. Yanks the bed across the room. Which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Wells is still on. Well, he says, oh, I love it when a posh bird talks dirty. I love it when a posh bird talks dirty. <laughs> and Joe gets Joe gets to the Land Rover, hot wires it, and then don't, as the lights come up, don't you then, this is quite cool, where you yeah. see that Terry is still just about alive, mm. and, and they're, <laughs> they're eating him alive. Yeah. And the werewolf, the werewolf that's eating him kind of tears his head off. And just chucks it at the windscreen, or just chucks just it. Just notice it fell in the spare wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so that's still there. Yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> and Joe, so Joe starts the starts it up, takes off out the barn, gets to the front of the house, and then he notices that you see like the breath behind him. Yeah. So you know there's a wolf in there with him. He goes. That's been done a million times, but he goes out with a fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They all do, don't they? That's yeah. another. I think that's another. That's a kind of an accurate British. I don't. May, I don't know. Maybe like a British squaddy kind of thing. Like oh, I don't he know. goes out. Oh, you're in the back, aren't you? I mean, they all, they all kind of do. It's all kind of. And I mean, it's that idea that like, okay, if I'm 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 going to die, but I'm going to I'm going to go out. Yeah. Fight! I'm gonna go out fighting, kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, fight to the last drop, kind of attitude, which I guess is a, is soldiers, isn't it? I guess, so, you know. So he he he's got the Land Rover back to the house. Well, he's got it where it needs to be. Yeah, but he's fucked up. And then 
they all come to the door, they all come out of the farmhouse, and as they open up the door to the jeep, he's just a load of slop, isn't he? There's, yeah. a, there's a wolf still in there, and he's just like... Where's <laughs> that spoon opening the door? <gasps> yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he's just... He's just... Guns. Yeah. Guts. And so, oh, there's a wolf there. They're back into the house. Are they hammering the door shut again? I think they do hammer the door shut again. <laughs> and this is when they really start to interrogate Ryan. And this is when Ryan kind of reveals what the plan was. And they, well, he's gone, we're going to have I might as well tell you. Yeah. And they, Cooper and his unit, they were bait, essentially. So they were, they were kitted out with blank rounds, sent out into the highlands to try and attract a werewolf. And then the special unit, special forces unit, we're going to capture the wolf, was yeah. the plan. So if I was Ryan now, I'd be going, because they're all about his intelligence. Well, your intelligence wasn't good, was it? Because there's, there's like yeah. seven of them out there. Yeah. And he must have been thinking, well, we got it off this Megan. Yeah. <laughs> who <laughs> sat right there. Yeah. He must have. Yeah. I, it doesn't. Doesn't quite. No, it doesn't yeah. sense, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Don't they, um, and this is where well, this is where he turns, isn't it? I love this bit. That's yeah, good. She starts. Can they, don't they? Um, aren't they sat there with a the tracking device and everything? They're, they're chucking it, and then they figure out. Oh, yeah, this is their. This is their home, or in their home. They're not going to leave because we're at the house. Yeah. Well, they, where he where he where he turns. Hang on. What? How? What? what oh, track was that after? I don't know. I remember they all sat around the table and he chucks a, the tracking device at Ryan. Yeah, I think that is that is at this point. That is at this point, because Wells he, is getting better at this point as well. He's starting yeah, to be he's, on the Has he told Thingy he's getting Not, better? Well, they've noticed, but he, he, he hasn't got to the bit yet where he basically says, look, I, I know I'm going to turn into a werewolf, basically is what he says. I think this is the scene where they both interrogate, they're interrogating him. He throws that tracking device at him and that's when they find out that they were the bait. Yeah. So the whole exercise was a sham. They were just there to be killed by werewolves. Expensable. Yeah. You're going to, and well, he even says, I picked you because yeah. you pissed me off. Yeah. So I, I picked your unit. Was it monkey see, monkey do? Yeah. And that's when he smacks him one. <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. And that's when he's, and that's when he starts to turn. And it's really good, I think, when he's got like the wolfy hand. Yeah. And it, it, it's just dragging down the kitchen table. <laughs> they had no money to do a transformation. No, no. no. But they <laughs> do the best they yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. Because you just, he's got like contact lenses in and like teeth. A, some plastic fangs. And he just scratches down the table, drops out of sight, and then Wayne's sleep on stinks. <laughs> Pops up dancing around with a wolf head on. <laughs> yeah, it's three times the size of the guy, and and that where Spoon throws a stick. No, it's well, isn't it? He goes up. Ah, <laughs> uh, just picks up a stick, and Kevin McKid stabs it with a sword. It's I don't think Spoon's in the room, is he? I don't know. He might be. Don't he hear it with a pan? No, that's later. But the sword, the sword isn't silver, is it? It would have been no, good no. if the sword was silver, but they ain't. So we don't take it out. He gets stabbed with a sword. Oh, yeah, it's still and he just, just jumps out the window. They, sh- they shoot at him a bit, but yeah, he, he Ryan, Wolf Ryan just disappears, runs out the window, goes. 
So, <coughs> so, so has he just gone and joined the pack now? Did he just I guess. The pack? I don't know. I don't know how it works like that. Yeah, but are the uh, the other yeah are the other wolves don't really seem to care that much because later on they know that Wells is turning, but they still look like they're gonna. Well, they don't, don't know how it works like that. You, uh, well, if you think about it, a wolf pack wouldn't just accept a new wolf yeah. like that, would it, really? No. So, no, I guess. I don't know how it works with werewolves. Maybe it's more like when they're humans that they kind of, they're like, do you want to join our wolf pack? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> woke up in the morning, we still had that sword in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd still be alive. You'd think you'd just pull it out. Why don't you just well, maybe you can reach. Could what were those super long <laughs> dancers? <laughs> werewolves? It was bars? right through the back, right in that bit of the back. You can't reach. Yeah, it would be kind of, Yeah, would well, I don't know. He could have fought. He could have. He could just ran against a wall. Oh, no, that'd be even more because it'd be hanging out the back, wouldn't it? Well, well then he could spin around really fast and it just fly. <laughs> it'd just fall out. <laughs> so maybe he, he wasn't thinking straight. Well, because yeah, he, he was, was a werewolf. He was a werewolf. He was thinking as a wolf. There's a whole. That's that whole thing as well. Are they? Are they aware of? You know, are they literally just wild animals when they're wolves, or are they? Is they there a little pre- bit of human left they, in they, them? They or? seem pretty organised, and they also. I mean, they. It's like they've come home. Yeah. So, they must. There must be a part of them that knows. Oh, this is where we live. <laughs> Let's go. Oh yeah, we have a pork casserole on the on the hob. <laughs> Why is it still cooking? I don't know. Why, why were they planning on eating that? Was that, that like a snack after their oh, that's wolf? breakfast? That's breakfast. Yeah. Probably ravenous when they change back. Maybe. They're full of squaddy and... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. You'd be full up, wouldn't you, after a night running around you would think so. eating squaddies? But I think, that, so after he's gone out the window, this is where they kind of, they really kind of work out where we are in the werewolf's home. I think. And... Megan kind of says to them, I think the wolves are probably all be in the barn. That's, yeah. a, that's a safe place for them. I think if you can target the barn... warm near their home. Yeah, you might be able to get them. So they come up with the idea of loading up the one Land Rover they got left with gas bottles. With Terry sloshing about in the back. Yeah, with Joe. Joe, sorry. Yeah, he's still sloshing about in there. They're going to load it up with the gas bottles, cut the fuel line, drive it to the barn and torch it. Which they do, but Spoon, for whatever reason, can't seem to work a match. <laughs> but luckily, luckily, Sergeant Wells come out comes out with a Molotov. That's very really, like quite heroically Molotovs the fuel line, which sets off the. What am I trying to say? It's, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is this is tough. Tough this week, Mark. <laughs> So, so where, yeah, so where they've cut the fuel line on the Jeep, it's left a trail of fuel. That's right. So he runs out, chucks a Molotov at the fuel line, which sparks off. Cooper is running back to the house as the flame goes in the opposite direction. It blows up the barn. He gets back inside, and this is where this is where you get the Megan speech. Yeah, and it's it's balmy, isn't it? Really, I, I mean, for everything she says. I'm thinking, what? what? <laughs> so, yeah, so she's like, yeah, ha, ha, yeah, I'm really sorry. 
but I'm a werewolf. And he's like, yeah, yeah, typical woman. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, lying. <laughs> and he no, says, don't you say, oh, I thought you could get me out? Yeah. And you can't. And then you say, there weren't any werewolves in that thing when we blew it up. Yeah, he said they weren't, there weren't any in there. And she and she goes, no, sorry. And I've unlocked the back door. And when she's, she's let him in. Yeah, she? she's let him in. They're in, 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 all coming in yeah. behind her. That's quite good. Yeah. And she starts to change. But then this doesn't make a lot of sense because Wells just shoots her in the head. In Yeah, but she ain't dead. No, but you don't see her again or anything. Well, she's, yeah, a wolf. she's effectively dead. Well, no, she's a wolf then. Yeah, but you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't see see her as a wolf, or you know, no, but, you know she may as well die there and then. Yeah, because she doesn't play any part in it again. He does just shoot her straight in the head. It is quite cool that he immediately shoots her in the head. Yeah, she's given her a little speech. Again, yeah, just it could have been it, it just. Yeah, they could have. It just needed another rewrite or something, or just like, hang on a minute, let's just work out exactly what. Yeah, her motivations. Yeah, are. why is she there? Why has she been helping them? In quotation marks, helping them for this amount of time. And well, I get, now I get, not. I get that. Like, you know, you're my last chance to escape. But now, it, 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 when it became obvious you couldn't, I'd bend you off basically. But, but she it's was. The, it's the stuff with Ryan I don't get. But she wasn't ever going to escape the curse. I mean, she, why didn't she just get an advantage drive back to it? Going yeah. To, but like, she'd always be a werewolf, wouldn't yeah. she? Is that the... I don't know. Maybe maybe there was a bit where it was like the pack's got to die. And she... Oh, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's it's when they go looking for any ice for bits of silver, she goes, do you really think any self-respecting yeah, werewolves going to have any silver in it? Yeah. Oh. They did, but inadvertently. They yeah. didn't mean to. So... We basically get to the final battle. Uh, this is where we get the spoon, spoon having a fight. Oh, they get in separated, the don't they? By, yeah. an, by a gloved hand on the stairs. Yeah, yes. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he ends up in the kitchen court. So, yeah, Spoon's in the kitchen and Wells and Cooper make it upstairs. They're, are they in a bath? No, they get separated as well because one goes in, in the car. I'm in the car. Yeah, I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in, the, he's in the bathroom next yeah. to it. And they basically just start breaking through the walls to get to one another. Oh, yeah, but he's... Then he, there's, they've all got a wolf. They've got, all got one wolf after them. <laughs> Wells is in the bog. Yeah. With... In a Kazi. With, in a Kazi <laughs> with a handmade flamethrower. Yeah. Go on, get out of it, you yeah. <laughs> And a lighter. Doing, yeah. Doing yeah, a yeah, flamethrower. Yeah. Cooper's in the bathroom. There's one coming through the door and he kicks the sink over and gets the... That's it. The tap and sticks it, sticks yeah, it through. Yeah, his yeah, head. yeah, that's it. Yeah. He then goes through the wall yeah. to get to Wells, yeah. goes through his feet while he's still yeah, 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 <laughs> while yeah. he's still doing the flame for a bit, goes through another wall into a bedroom. That's it. In that, the meantime, spoons downstairs well, having, I, having a bundle. Well I, yeah, and I do, do just want to quickly say when they break when they break through that wall into the bedroom. Yeah, and they barricade it as oh, best they can. Throwing shit, at them. and <laughs> that's not going to work. And then Wells just goes, "Let's get in the wardrobe." <laughs> well, there's one starts coming through the door. Yeah, yeah. the door. He goes, uh, "Let's get in the wardrobe, Sam." The, the spoon fight is probably the highlight. Oh, like, it's great because it's that brilliant kind of. You're going to lose, but you ain't. I ain't going to make it easy for him. And he, I mean, he is basically bare 
no, he's boxing <laughs> with a werewolf. He's looking around, pans, everything. He's yeah. got, got nothing. And he stabs the shit out of it at one point. Yeah. He really stabs the shit out of it. Uh, I like the bit where he boots it in the head and the yeah. tooth pings into the wall. <laughs> That's is really good. And then basically when he realises... He's, he's getting the upper hand on that werewolf. Well, another one comes Inexplicably. In. Yeah. yeah, he's always in his own. <laughs> he's always in his own. With frying pans yeah. and everything. Yeah. He, he proper puts up a good fight and then right at the end when he ain't really got a chance, he just says, I hope I give you the shit. <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty tough way that's to go good, out. That's man. a good payoff line. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I hope I give you the shit. That's probably better, yeah. I can't do the Newcastle accent. But yeah, that's what he says. And they, they really mess him up. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he's proper... Well, you don't, you don't really... You just... It's just bits of scotch. He's a puddle of viscera yeah. at the end. And he... It don't, don't Sergeant Wells just retrieve his watch from... He's, 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 <laughs> where's Spoon? There is no Spoon. There is no Spoon. Which I guess is a Matrix. Yeah. That, that's got to be a Matrix joke, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course it is. There you is think no, it was called Spoon the whole film? Just that? for that. I just don't know, for that just joke. for that. But there is no Spoon. Um, and Wells is turning by this point. Wells is... Well, they're still in the, they're still in the cupboard. Yeah. But they yeah, they, but they break through the ceiling, don't they? They break through the bottom of the wardrobe and they come down well, in the kitchen. Well, wasn't there like bones down there? Isn't yeah. there like a crawl space between the I think it was in the, in the space between the floor and the ceiling. There were bones... But then he shoots it out and they drop down through the ceiling yeah, and they end up big. back in the kitchen. Yeah. And as we said, Spoon's just gone blood on the floor. Wells gets his watch back and he knows, you know, I think he knows that... He's done. He's, he needs a shit. He needs to take a shit. So he's like, Cooper, get in the basement. And he does. He kind of gets him to go down there. He goes down there with a dog. And um, Wells... Then he turn on the gas, blow out the pilot light. Yeah, he turns on the gas, he cuts a pipe light. Gets a cleaver and chops the gas light. Yeah. And just sits there with the gas on. Trying not to change or change in the middle of changing. Yeah. He's giving it. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's really giving it his all, actually. Yeah. That, him in that scene as well. Yeah. He's really going at it. He's acting. Oh, yeah. He is fully acting. He's really good in this. Then they come dancing through the door. Yeah, awkwardly ducking <laughs> through the door on their long stilts, bumping into stuff, <laughs> tri- well, tripping over each other. Bumping into stuff. <laughs> well, they are generally. I don't know what they're doing. Um, and they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, we're gonna get you. And he, what's he? Then they knock the lighter out of his hand or something. Yeah, because then he just elbows the clicker on the hob, doesn't yeah. he? It's a pretty good explosion. Blows the roof off the place. Oh, it's a massive explosion. Yeah, it's good. But I think that they built that house to blow it up. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that was... I wasn't too sure as to where... I, there was a little bit of me that thought that might have been a model at the end. I don't know. I mean, it looked really good. But, I, yeah, I don't know... I don't know how they did it, because it th- did look like a really good explosion. So I was thinking, was that just a model? Or? That wouldn't make sense, because it does look like they blow the roof off the place. Yeah. Don't know. Looks good. Good explosion. And Cooper is downstairs in the basement. It is kind of like the wolf larder, isn't it? That's where they yeah, struggle. Yeah, all, all the bodies. special forces guys are hung up there. Yeah. I uh, read or I heard somewhere today 
I might have read it on IMDb, but apparently the, the bodies hung up there were also used on the set of Event Horizon. They were just reused. Oh, right, makes and, sense. Yeah. I mean, Sean Pertry was in Event Horizon as well, so... Yeah. That's kind of funny. He's good in that as well. Yeah. He's 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 really good in this. And he was all, Have you ever seen Wilderness with Toby Kebble? Uh... Toby Kebble and a load of other kids uh, at Borstal. They're like, you know, young criminals, young convicts. Right. And it's like a getaway retreat, like a, a chance for them to get out into the countryside to yeah. re- get a bit of rehabilitation. And I think Sean Pertwee is playing the bloke looking after him to begin with. Very similar role yeah. to what he is. Well, he does this. it very well. Yeah, He's yeah, great yeah. at this. He's the best thing in it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Kevin McKidd. Kevin, yeah. Kevin McKidd's really good in it. If you get a chance, I'll check out check out Wilderness if you ever get the opportunity. That's a, that is a Toby Kebble's really good. In oh, it. I love Toby Kebble. He's yeah, great. he's really good in that. So we're but yeah. So basically, we're in the we're in the larder, in the basement, and Cooper is sort of just getting his bearings, about to sort of get out, and. Werewolf Ryan shows up, still with a sword sticking through his chest. Yeah. Oh, that's and they... Keith. Oh. I love that. <laughs> that's good. Oh, I love it. I know it's horrible. Oh, I know. love it. Oh, oh, oh. It's such a good idea, though, isn't it? It's just such a oh, moment. That's why he didn't take the sword out. Yeah. So he's basically trying to pull his head onto like, the sword. He gives him a. He gives him a Arnie versus Predator t- style beating, pretty much. He's basically trying to pull him onto the sword. It's just catching his teeth. Yeah, it's just going in his mouth. Like his two front teeth are just running along. Oh, the I can uh, squeak it now. Oh, mm. anything with teeth. Oh, it's good though. It's effective. I like and then uh, Sam comes to his rescue, doesn't he? Yeah. What's is he just barking at him, or what's he, he doing? Jumps on him, I think. Something like that. But they have a they have a wolf wolf to dog face off. Why would why I would why would they have a dog? Why would they have a dog? Don't know. And could the dog be? A, could it be a wolf? Where wolf dog? What? What would that be? Well, where means man. Okay, so it'd be canine wolf, dog wolf. Why? Why would it? Why would what? they bite the dog? I don't know. Why would they bite anyone? Well, miserable <laughs> bastards. <laughs> because if they, maybe they don't like it. It dog. seems weird that they would have a dog, and the dog didn't seem very happy around the werewolves. Well, that's well, they were the, not, not normally around it. No. And it was, 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 it Megan's, was it Megan's dog or the werewolf? Well, you dog? can never, you never know how long they've had mm. the dog. Well, she was part of that family. She was the one taking photos. Yeah, but yeah, so not a family in our understanding of a family. No. These were just all werewolves living together. Is yeah, that, that I think that's that kind of family. Yeah, okay, that part of the pack. Well, I mean, when you think about it, they're pretty sloppy with how many people they leave to become wolves. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are just a family then. Because I mean, they, I mean, they kind of say like, oh, know, they're, they're nice. They're nice people. They just they live people. out the way when they're people. <laughs> they're nice and people they, when they're you know, people. They, they take the odd hitchhiker or you know camper, but you know, only now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But the thing is, if you were a elf, where would you go? Well, well apparently, apparently, you'd, yeah, apparently you'd go to. Okay, so right then, so they have the final fight. The dog distracts him. And can you remember at the very start of the film? Oh yeah, Jamie, we, yeah, yeah, I remember. Where we were re- weirdly shown, for whatever reason, that silver letter opener. Well, it's there. It seemed inconsequential at the time. 
I had no idea why it was in the film. Of course it was going to come back. Yeah, well, yeah. It pops up and Cooper gets the, gets the, gets the letter opener, sticks him in the chest with it, which I guess will turn him back to human. Is that I've right? got no idea what it does because it just. I mean, it, I, I think that's the most effective blow that anyone makes in the film. It does actually look like it's doing going to do him in. Yeah. And then I mean, he basically shoots him in the head, and his head does properly explode. I don't yeah, think, it's coming I don't out think there's that. any reason why it should. But um, and he he also says we should maybe maybe for our few American listeners. Yeah. <laughs> his final payoff line is: "They think it's all over. It, it is, is now," now. which. That's a football reference. All British people would know that's a reference to the 1966 World Cup final. Yeah. But maybe people in America wouldn't get that. But that's why it's in there. Yeah. Just saying. And that's basically the end of the film. Cooper in the Sam the dog come out of the come out of the basement and the rest of the building is just leveled. They were surprisingly safe below the floor in the basement I think they might have got a bit of, they might have um, got a bit singed wouldn't they I don't know because everything goes up doesn't it I don't know whether things go down I don't know fire, I know fire goes up well, it's where the air is so it yeah it would, an explosion just goes any which way doesn't it it would still go yeah I don't know I don't know what do I know anyway so yeah that's it'd probably be safer there than anywhere else yeah I guess so yeah, I guess so. It might be deaf. I think it. I think it would still. Depends how thick. Low. Yeah, I'm sure. Depends how thick the stone floor is, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, anyway so anyway. that's a minor gripe. Yes, it's not even a gripe. So anyway, marks out of five. Uh, um. What are you giving it out of five? Do you what? go first? Well, I got to go first. <laughs> I'm gonna give it five because I love it. Are you gonna give it five? Yeah. I hate to say it, I was probably going to go free. It's not fair enough. It's a good film. It is a good film. Maybe when I first saw it, I might have gone four. Now, now I think the walls do look pretty crap. I think you see them too early on. It takes a little... It's almost like he's trying to do too much with it, with the... You know, Megan being a wolf and then, yeah, like then being on exercises and then being bait. Bit off. Yeah, it, it could have just maybe done with a bit of streamlining. But I do, I do really like it. I think, yeah, I think four. I, I mean, it's, I, it's not often four. you see in a film, a low budget horror film, which, you, I mean, you go on Amazon Prime and there's a billion of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah low budget horror films and you see them and you you don't get no none of the character development unless you don't get to know the characters at all that's true this. yeah that's true you know you even though the guys are we wouldn't talk to them in world because because they're squaddies yeah but you yeah, get to know not my kind of guys but, well no but you you feel for them and you you do kind of feel it but by the time the third one's gone you start Kind of feeling it a little bit because you've got to know them. I think the I think it's accurate in that it, the portrayal of the sense of camaraderie, yeah, between people in that kind of situation. And we said it before. I mean, it has got a very British sensibility, a very British sense of humour. But I don't know I, whether it's particular to British people or not. I don't know. But as we said before, that facing a crisis, but still 
managing to. I mean, it might it might be a crap joke. Yeah, it's going to be a but crap still, awful joke. But still trying to, you know, oh, yeah, cool. We could be at home watching the football. That do you know what I mean? That that does seem kind yeah. And of I think a I thing. think Kevin McKidd and Sean Pertry and the guy that plays Spoonie elevate it a bit as well. But I think you're right. All the Megan stuff is a bit ropey. And Ryan's great. He's chewing the scenery like nobody's business. He's a great villain. And he's brilliantly set okay. up as a villain because he shoots the dog at the start. So you automatically hate him. Of course you do. But um, I was telling him to sit. That's funny. <laughs> so, was the, so was the training... So when Cooper was doing the Special Forces training... Yeah. Was he training to be on his team yeah. to go and hunt? Well, like he says in later on, he goes, "If you'd have passed, you'd have been well, you'd have been dead." Oh, okay. So because he so would have been, yeah, oh, okay, you'd been dead because you would have been on my team and they're all dead. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So in a way, he was better off that. Yeah. Yeah, but then, so his thinking is, how are you going to kill a werewolf if you can't even shoot this chained up dog? I've got. Well, that still doesn't make sense. No, no, not really. Because that dog wasn't trying to. It's incomparable. No, of course it is. Can you shoot this dog? Yeah. Okay. Great. You're on my werewolf hunting team. (laughs) Did they know? (laughs) Did they know what they were hunting? No, no, I didn't think so. (laughs) (laughs) That still rankles me about the. There was only supposed to be one. Yeah. And you think they go up a bit more mob-handed if they knew there were like seven of them? But you even kind of think as well that would you not? If you're in a situation where you're kind of like yes we're seriously looking at the fact that there could be werewolves in the Scottish Highlands. We we really think this could be a thing. We're going to go and see if we can trap one. Wouldn't you think, well, let's take some silver. Let's take silver bullets. I mean, we always thought it was all bullshit, but now that we're yeah. going to Scotland to hunt werewolves... Yeah. Maybe yeah, let's just give it a. It wouldn't hurt to take silver bullets. <laughs> it you know, it wouldn't hurt. Let's give it a go. I mean, they take trank guns and nets. And I mean, that's, that ain't, that's never worked. That ain't gonna work. No way. Yeah, no. Yeah, you would think. Well, this thing that we'd never heard of is quite fantastical. Let's have a look at the legends. See what they say. And you, the other thing as well is that if you were going to try and trap a werewolf. Why not go when Before. there's no full moon and they're still human? But they didn't know. But they, well, this on. is the only... Was gonna, <laughs> no, who else could... Who else, it's the people in that house. Well, it could have... Yeah, but it could have been... It could have been people coming in. It could have been me going to Holland. Yeah, travelling up. <laughs> it could have been me flying up. Every, yeah, once a month. Yeah. It could have been somebody travelling up. He didn't know there were seven of them. No, he thought true. there was one. Because no, Megan true. didn't tell him. So, yeah, but then you would have thought, like you said, you would have thought there'd have been a point where he would be like, hang on, we were getting our info from you, and the info you gave us was a load of crap. Yeah. And why aren't you dead? Why are you driving around in the middle of the night listening for gunfire? Where do you actually live? Take us to your house. Yeah. <laughs> well, he couldn't, couldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> there is no house in the next glen. There's no house in the next glen, is there? And no. the walls weren't in the barn. Yeah. Okay. What accent was that? I don't know. I don't know. Right, Sorry. should we call it a day? Because we've done two hours again. I think... No. Here we are. Okay. 
Let's go for the abrupt one. Good night, Mark. Good night, listener. Good night, Jamie. Should we have that as a new ending? <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's an ending. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight, Jamie. Yep. Good night, Jamie. Good night, everyone. <laughs>